Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Hey everybody, it's Jim Johnson here, your host on Contractor Radio and also the head coach of Contractor Coach Pro. Our job here is to help you get better at what you do uh, by finding the right people to share information with you that can help you with your business. And if you're looking in your business of how to get ranked higher on Google so that people that are searching for you, uh, for what you do, find you, I have a guest today that is going to help us with that. Uh, and really from the perspective of how do we beat things like Home Advisor and Thumbtack, these places that cost us a tremendous amount of money, put us up against other contractors, force this price war that goes on between contractors. How do we get those leads to be simply just our lead? These people that we can sell high value to and create large profit in. And I'm super excited about bringing him on today. I'm talking about optimizing. We want to optimize what we do from a marketing perspective. And all honesty, I get contacted 20 to 30 times a week by some marketing guru that has this special thing that will help contractors get more leads and they want to be on our show or engage with us, be a partner, those type of things. And uh, in all honesty, I, I blow 99% of them off because what they're doing isn't unique. It's not valuable to you. It's something you could maybe do on your own. And uh, it, most of them are a lot of fluff without a lot of substance. Uh, but I had the opportunity to uh, to meet a guy that had a different approach, looked at things a little bit differently uh, than what I see most marketers doing, and has a unique way to get you ranked a lot higher in the place that most people are looking to find the contractor to work on their home. And so it's uh, I'm super excited about bringing on the owner of Blue Goat Marketing, Josh Stockel. Hey, Josh, welcome aboard, man. Jim, what's going on? I uh, just working, working is what we do. We're trying to educate, educate um, contractors, serve yeah. contractors in a way to help them do better. And uh, like I said, I talked to tons of marketers, and it's just yeah. like they're always got something. Yep. And you know, most of them are like, eh, that doesn't seem like a really good solution. Yep. And uh, there are a lot of BS, just to be honest with you. Like, it's just, uh, hey, I'll get you 30 new leads in the next 30 days and that kind of stuff. And I know. It's the same message, too. They all say the same thing over and over and over again. And that's the sure sign to me that somebody doesn't know how to market. Exactly. If I'm copying what everybody else is doing and doing what everybody else is doing, we're all the same and mm -hmm. there's no uniqueness. So now I'm a commodity. So I better bring my price down to in yep. order to get you as a customer. Where yep. if I'm unique and different, hey, I can charge yeah. more to do what I do. Yeah. And so the thing that really like brought my attention out of it is that you had shared a video with me and I watched the video and the video was all about getting contractors ranked using the map feature of Google. Yes. And you showed in that video what it was like before and what it was like after. 
it really grabbed my attention. We engaged, talked a, a little bit uh, about what it is that you do. But before we get there and talk about that, what what brought you here today? Like, what, what were you doing before? How did you end up with Blue Go Market? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I was raised in a home where business was a little, like frowned upon. Like, it was one of those things you, you know, my parents were like, you go to college, you stay away from businesses, that's how you're going to get in trouble. You'll never make it. You'll never survive. You were the same way? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Work your way up the corporate ladder. Yeah, you know, the corporate ladder thing. You know, my stepdad was, uh, he's retiring this year after like 40 years of, of being with the same company, too. And so I, I, I ate that. You know, I went to college to be an exercise sports science major and, and planning to be a coach and a teacher. And I got into that field and hated it. I was miserable. And, and so then it was kind of this whole, well, where do we go from here? And I just kind of started this journey and this path of figuring out what it is that I wanted to do. Um, later on, I became a Christian, started loving Jesus, following the Lord, and I was a pastor for eight years. And just to offset some income, because as you know, pastors don't really make a whole lot, um, I started a, a pie shop, started making pies and selling pies out of my garage. It was kind of a hobby I just enjoyed doing. And my stepdad had asked me, he's like, do you enjoy making pie or do you enjoy selling pie? And I was like, I, I think I like selling pie more than the baking part. And I just love the idea of business. And so our uh, our number one best-selling pie was uh, a blueberry, basil, and goat cheese pie. It's an incredible pie, but it's a lot to say at the counter. So we just started calling it the blue goat. Well, from there, I learned that I just, I love the marketing element. I just, we had increased our followership to like 14,000 followers on Instagram and Facebook. And so I, I just had never done anything like that. It got me excited. And after that, I sold the business. And I said, you know what? I really want to go into marketing. Like how, how can we help businesses uh, grow and do what they do while doing what I enjoy doing at the same time. So I'm not just marketing my business, but marketing other people's businesses. And so that just really was the on-ramp for Belugo Marketing. And so here we are. So I've been in business for seven years um, and we've just been growing year after year. We've had record years for the last four years. Um, and it's just been an incredible journey. Love, love doing what we do. So we cannot skip over the fact that there was a blueberry basil goat cheese pie like that's no. something i have never heard of in my life and you say this thing is really good but first how do i get one like i gotta try <laughs> well uh, you need to go back to that pie shop or you can come swing by my house over here we'll bake you one was that something that you just like hey i'm being creative and i think those things go together i'm gonna make that pie or did somebody like pass that along to you how do we get there just that's oh, yeah so my grandmother is from new york yeah we she used to make homemade apple pie and i loved it I mean, that's where I fell in love with homemade pie. And, and then she passed away and didn't save the recipe. So it was like, we we're buying Walmart pie and stuff. And it just wasn't the same. So one day I was like, all right, everybody out of the kitchen. I kicked my whole family out. I put on my headphones, Googled and YouTubed how to make a pie. And I just, it took me six hours to make an apple pie. I'd never done that before. I didn't even know what like measuring cups were at the time. And it just came out really well. And then the next year I made three around Christmas time for friends and stuff. And then I made six the next year. And then all of a sudden, we had this missionary friend who was taking a bunch of mangoes into Mexico to an orphanage and he left the mangoes in the back seat. We came back and he's like, man, I got to throw these out. And I'm like, no, 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 I think I can make a pie out of that. Just give me all those mangoes and I'll, I'll bring you a pie tomorrow. And he took it to work and it's just where it took off. A bunch of people were like, we got cash. We'll buy some from this guy. And I, you know, the business bug just kicked in. I'm like, okay, I got to get a logo. I got to get a website up. I got to start getting this thing done. And that's where it just kind of took off from there. I absolutely love those like superhero origin stories. Like, I think yeah. that's just super cool. So, pastor for eight years. Yeah. 
What was that like? Uh, it was an incredible time. Um, I, I grew up not knowing the Lord at all. I met Jesus when I was uh, 27, radically transformed my life. And, and I just, you know, came underneath the, the leadership of another guy who just loved the Lord too, poured into me. And, and I just believe there was a calling in my life just to, to teach others about the, the gospel and who Jesus is and, and to lead his people. And so um, I was the executive pastor for a multi-site church in South Texas, down in McAllen, Texas. Um, and uh, yeah, the Lord just did a crazy work there. It was amazing to see, you know, marriages transformed, lives transformed. Um, yeah, I just, I loved that. That was a great time. Yeah, I, you know, um, I, I always talk, like, I'm a faith-oriented guy. I met Jesus when I was young, but we had an acquaintance <laughs> for, for quite a while. And then then there was a relationship later through, you know, trials, yeah. tribulations, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And really, like, yeah. uh, we're hand in hand now. We're brothers. We, yeah. we, we have fellowship with them every day. And uh, it's, it's cool because uh, what I've learned from that is, he served others and like that's my job i gotta serve others that's why we do things like contract and radio we do a lot of events and talk is why we share information like what you're going to share today like i don't expect anything necessarily in return either i just want to do it i want to help you um and i thought that that was a a great approach to life and i want to be more like that every day yeah you know what's neat too i think this is a really good point for even your listeners and for us in business um, there was a moment where Jesus is questioned about greatness in the Bible. And you would think Jesus would be like, you know, shooting down greatness. Like, Don't try and be great. He actually encourages, hey, you want to be great? Go, go be great. But he gives us a map for how to be great. And you know what the answer to that is? He says, serve others. Consider others more important than yourself. Be a servant or a slave to all. And that's how you achieve greatness. And I was like, is that not what we do with our businesses too in serving others and, and lifting them up? That's, that's how the Lord himself says, that's how you'll achieve greatness. I just love that. I think yeah. it's a great me daily too. reminder. Me too. And I, and I think if we keep it there, instead of getting into all the semantics about what yeah. you might wrong and all the other stuff, but just love God, love your neighbor and serve others. We can all kind of get along as yeah. uh, Christians out there, and and probably, truthfully, if we all were like that, it'd probably be a lot more attractive to other folks too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, we we try to be consistent with that. All right, enough. We're not going to pass a plate or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk about a little marketing and how we apply that yeah. serving others to what it is that you do. Um, why why Google Maps? Why not the ad spend on uh, you know getting your ads at the top or the google my business or or any of that other stuff why there why 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 the focus there so much it really is the number one best organic lead source i mean everything else is a pay to play and you know we do our, our agency offers facebook ads website design google ads seo i mean we do the whole gambit right so we have clients and all that but you know 90 percent of our clients are really seo and and what we've just found as we offer all those services is that some of those methods is is a pay to play in such a way that whoever has the deepest pockets are the one who wins. So the biggest dog on the corner who has you know a million in his marketing, he's going to win. He just is. And so it's hard to come to your client and say, hey, let's let's grow your company through a paid service only and expect to win unless he's just in a really rural area. So the big cities, he's just not going to win on a rate. Not that he can get leads. Obviously, it works. We've seen that even with small small budgets. But 
it's nowhere near the lead flow that comes in through the organic side through SEO. And what I love about that, I get this question all the time on sales calls or, you know, hey, well, I got this competitor. He's been doing it for 10 years down the street. He's, you know, it's 10 times bigger than me. You know, how are you planning on beating that guy? Because he's so much bigger. And I remind them, well, there's a hundred different ways to skin a cat when it comes to SEO. And SEO, especially with the local map, changes so frequently that if their their team that they've been paying for 10 years is sleeping, then, oh, man, it, it, we can swing in behind them and they won't even see it coming. Now, all of a sudden, you're the one with the target on the back. And then they're firing the company that was just working with because they were sleeping and weren't paying attention to what they were doing. So it, it's just it's a creative way as well um, on the technical side. It's just there's there's different ways to do that. And it makes it really intriguing. So um, to, to make this hopefully somewhat simple uh, for our listeners, what's, what's the theory behind it? Is it all based off of keywords? Is it based off a of city name? Like, how are we at least approaching yeah. or thinking about approaching getting ranked on the map? Yeah, good question. So the, think about Google is hyper-focused on local, and that's everything the map is about. It's all about local. So anybody who has any familiarity with SEO, it is about keywords, right? But they would always say, you know, keyword plus city, this and that, which if you're trying to rank your website, all that is good and important. But in the map, all the near me uh, plus city, all that stuff is already assumed because it's Google's map. They're trying to dictate whoever is the most authoritative on the subject matter of whatever those keywords are, but also who's the nearest who fits that same profile. And so that's why this works too. And this is why it works for a lot for contractors and service-based businesses that truly are local um, is that now we're, we're doing, we're, we're killing two birds, with one stone. We're putting the local aspect in play but we're also going after those primary keywords that bring about the most searches from the general public, right? So like if you're a plumber who loves to do um, hot water heaters and there's certain brands that you love to work with, you know, your tendency may be to, to talk about just that, that big brand, but you know, Joe Schmo is like, I don't know what brand I'm just, I'm looking for a plumber. I'm just going to type plumber in and look, and I may not even type. And, say, even and he might even type in hot water heater. Like to yeah, get, or to sure he get the wrong plumber, right? Exactly, exactly. But they're not going to go usually into the, the the nitty gritty of your industry with you know the crazy terms or the brands and stuff like that. So it's <laughs> it really is a, a great method for picking up great lead flow, um, but while also remaining that local feel that people really enjoy. Here, here's the cool thing that uh, I like about it is it it doesn't take a big budget now. Obviously, you gotta, you gotta pay somebody to do it for you, right? Yeah. I, I, you've shared with me what that is, and it doesn't seem outrageous to do that. It's like a good way to start. It's, it's like you're getting in there with the um, smaller contractor, the new guy that's trying to generate some online uh, responses versus you know the face-to-face -face or word-of-mouth or door-knocking aspect of things at a cost um, or a price point per entry that allows them to afford it right like, absolutely yeah now once he affords it then he can take the next step and start to own it right and be that guy that is the big guy on the block throwing about the money at it absolutely market and you help him through that process right like hey let's start here and build up and then we can go there is that yeah. kind of a fair assessment oh yeah absolutely we've got um i had a client come to me two years ago that had just relocated to central texas here in the austin market and, you know, we got on a call and he was nervous. Is this going to work? Uh, you know, I, I got to feed my family. Yeah, I said, well, work. Let's let's just trust the process. Let's trust our experience. And 
fast forward two years later now, I'm on sales calls with other guys in this industry across the state who know his name now. They, they'll go, oh, you worked with him? I see him everywhere. And I said, well, he didn't start there. That's how it works. So the fact that you're seeing him everywhere is because he has become the big dog. He's He now is that guy, but he had to start somewhere first and work his way up to that point. But it can be done. Yeah, and that's, that seems to always be the issue with, especially like the SEO company. I said that, that term instantly, oh. when I hear it, I hear three to six months before I get any real results. And they want $2,500, $5,000, whatever the number is, plus whatever ad spend and other stuff I throw on top of that um, to actually achieve that. And so I've got to be really patient. I have to have a lot of trust and the results from most are not anywhere near what they said they would be. So I I would be looking if I was a smaller contractor for a lower cost entry point, very focused in a a space that gives me the biggest leverage and advantage to win. Exactly. That's what what caused me to say, hey, we got to get Josh on here. I think this is something that could really help contractors. Yeah. So what challenges, like you're going to work with a contractor and um, I would assume that they have to have some things in place first before this actually works. Probably a good website, maybe with a good landing page, the right words and things like that on their web. What would they need to have before they come to you? And if they don't have it, can you help them with it? Yeah, absolutely. So the two things we say we need a website and we need a Google My Business, which Google's changed. It's called Google Business Profile now, but I still call it Google My Business. It's just what we're all familiar with. Just feels weird to call it something else. Uh, But those two items and a lot of calls I get on, they have one, they have the other, they have neither. So yeah, we, those are services that we offer. And so I always tell them, I'm not even going to charge you for the SEO. Let's, let's put that on the back burner now. Let's go focus on getting you a great website up and running and then getting your Google My Business account set up and then verified. And then once those are in place now, let's talk about how we get that thing in front of as many people as possible. So I'm sitting here, I'm a contractor. I got a website, it's not terrible. Um, yeah. I do have my well, the Google My Business thing set up. I don't know how to use it, but it's set up. I think a lot of folks have actually done that legwork. Um, so you would be able to start with them. Is that a fair assessment? Oh yeah, we can get started within a day. Yep, absolutely. And we do that all the time. We say, all right. And then they ask, what's the next step? Well, there's an intake form that we bring you. But basically, we're going to get the logins, the back end access to that website, because about 85% of everything we do is actually going to be on the website in order to point to and, and push that Google My Business listing up. And then the rest of that work is done on that Google My Business. And then plus, there's a number of off, we call it off page work, off page SEO being done. So here's one of the things that always, um, I'm always looking for whenever it's marketing, especially with people that do SEO and that type of work, ranking people, getting their page mm-hmm. up and all that good stuff, is who owns the website? Like, well, that's an important thing to me. And I see a lot of companies out there that own the website. And if you're not paying your, your toast, and I, if I understand things correctly, that's not the case with you. No, 100%. I, I just, it is a business tactic to make more money. And there are some big companies, I won't say their names right now but I'm sure you're familiar with them. I get calls all the time from guys who are using them. As soon as I hear their name, I think, great, step one, we gotta go all the way back to the beginning and get you a new website because they're gonna keep it. Some guys will get on the phone, they didn't even know that. They're like, well, I'll just hand you over the site. And I'm like, well, I know that company. You're not, you're not they're not gonna give us access. They're not even gonna let you keep it. So what I always tell every business owner, doesn't matter you know, contractor or what, like 
own your digital assets. They are assets. Like you can sell these things one day with your company. It's actually going to be, if you choose to build up your company to a place where you can sell it, this will be worth anywhere between 10 and $200,000. So why would you not own that digital asset? Um, it goes with the sale of your business. So yeah, and then if you move around from different companies or you do different things, you have the access, it's all yours. So I always tell people like, I'm building you a site, our team is gonna build you a site, it's yours, you own it, we'll manage it. So that's a great insight from you. Um, and I think something that uh, contractors probably don't take into consideration enough is that asset has value, especially if it's automated and turning, you know, creating and converting having conversions on leads like hey this thing is generating leads and it's generating this much we close at this percentage that means yes. that it has this amount of value to it yeah absolutely um, i think it adds that value to your business 100 i've got a um i've got a, a holiday lighting business that uh, is is under contract right now for over six figures that i've only owned for two years the greatest value in it is not actually the, the years of business because that's actually a short amount of time. It's because the website and the Google My Business accounts um, do, I think last year, just for the month of November, had 35,000 visitors um, coming to it. And so the value was in the digital assets more than anything else. And so imagine if I didn't own that, the, the sale would have been peanuts compared to to what it could what it is. So highly encourage you own your stuff. If you don't, find a company that can replicate it. But even if you have a great site, the companies like ours can actually take that same site and replicate it to make it still look the same without messing with that, but then give you the full access and ownership. So that's a question I've always had. I told you I'd have some curiosity questions. So I got this company over here, built the site. They own it. They've got all the traffic and directing and all that other stuff going on with it, right, to drive traffic and convert. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, crap, I don't own it. And so I'm now going to rebuild it with this idea that I'm going to own it. And I rebuild it. I literally replicate it identically from a visual aspect of what it sure, does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How does that affect or does it affect in any way? Like if I turn the one off and turn the other one on, does it affect my SEO in any way? Well, it can if you're if you're not truly copying it over. Sometimes with websites, there's some hidden pages that people can't see. I've got clients that have like six forward-facing pages, but then a thousand you know pages that are hidden in the background. And so, did the company copy over just the six? Then yes, yeah, can affect your SEO. Did they copy over the thousand and six? Well, then yeah, as long as all that's in place. But then the technical aspects of SEO, if those are all dialed in correctly in the transition, so there you do need to have someone that's professional at this to look at it, work through that. Um, but the other big piece on on SEO is that domain. So there are some of these companies who will own the website, but they will allow you to keep the domain. That's your next best situation. If they keep the domain and the website, then yeah, you're starting from scratch because Google looks at that domain as a big piece of your SEO. Yeah, They hate new websites, they hate new domains, so some age on it, if it's got any previous backlinks, which are basically other sites pointing to your site, all that goes with your domain, even though you transfer to a brand new website. So if you can keep the domain, you you already got like a leg up. You're not starting completely from scratch. You're just you're just gonna have a new site. But many times when we've helped clients build a new site in this situation, as long as they got to keep the domain, uh, once we were able to really dig in and put all the right pieces in place and switch it over to a new site, the SEO just kind of had a hiccup and then it jumped right back and it kept going where it was because all the right stuff was in place, but that domain 
was was key. So I would, if I understand things correctly, most important thing to own, donate. Yeah, absolutely. Second most important thing to own is the um, is the actual site itself. Okay. Well, yeah, if you have both, right? That's the that's the golden ticket, right? Own all the whole the domain and the actual website. But if you can't do that, at least own the domain so that someone can go and switch the website out from one second to the next. Like literally, we don't have to have downtime under construction. We can build it off platform. And then when you like it, love it, all right, we click go and it just swaps it out. And now it's all yours, but that domain stays in place. And all the the, the benefits that came from Google are still connected to that domain. So um, somebody comes to you and says, yeah, I, I like this idea. Um, what does it look like when they first start? Like you sent me this video. I'm gonna I'm gonna show everybody the screen now and 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 talk about this. But um, and let me do that real quick. Give me one second. I don't usually share screen on a on a podcast, but I think this is important for people to see. And so this is uh, what it normally would look like if you were. And there might be um, some some places that they're having success, but it's pretty overwhelmingly red that they're not ranking on what? What is what are the red X's mean? Yeah, so let's yeah, let's get into that. So what we're looking at is a geogrid that is showing us um, basically geographically how this company is ranking. So normally what we'd want to see are ones, twos, and threes everywhere because in the local map, um, seventy-five percent of all calls and clicks are going to go to the first one, two, and three position in the local map, right? So therefore you want geographically in your entire service area to have a one, two, and three. And so if we, we see an X, a red X, you, it's basically saying you're in position 20 and beyond. So the software didn't even track it because it doesn't it doesn't matter. Nobody's going beyond the page one to, to look up companies. And so- um, So if it's, if it's better than 20, so like 19. Yes. It'll show the actual number, right? Yes, it'll show the actual number. And then that's helpful because the marketing company, your marketing team, or you as Mr. Contractor, like. Everybody can come to the table, and this is pretty easy to understand. The other reason we do this is because there's a lot of uh, marketing agencies or SEO companies that will they'll fluff the numbers. They'll give you a spreadsheet, and it's got all this data and details and numbers. But you're like, what am I looking at? Oh, it's great. We're ranking you. Okay. But what <laughs> if we were to run a grid like this, ranking mean, means that within a two-mile radius around my address, we're ranking. Is that success? You know, is there more of a service area than two miles around my address? And, well, I was going to ask you about that because I don't know. Yeah, I, I, know, I noticed the grid is a certain size, but I also know this part of the country because I'm from Texas and I've been to South Padre Island and I love that yeah. area. Yeah. And I know McAllen, Brownsville. And if I'm a contractor in McAllen, I'm likely working in Harlingen, Brownsville, South Padre. Yeah. Like it's not that far. It's 45 minutes or so over all the way to the island, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, why is it this size? Why is it that all it is? So yeah, this is the software. We when I run these grids, I can do it as small as you know four dots, or I can go. It maxes out at a certain size. I can do. I could probably do a little bit bigger than that, but at a certain point, it just kind of maxes out. But it, this is a good part to to note is that that Google My Business account, when it does start ranking, Google has declared that it should only go about a max 15 to 20 mile radius. So generally when I'm running these grids for clients and stuff, I kind of stay within that to see how they're doing within their radius. Now we've had some clients, uh, I got one that has, has, has a 200 mile radius off of his one Google My Business, which is just insane. 
Um, he asked me, how'd you do that? It's incredible. And I was like, I'll, I'll just be real honest. I don't know how we got that far because Google said I'm not supposed to do that. Um, but it, there, I think there's some variables there. But generally, it's going to be within a 15 mile radius is what we say. If you're in a bigger, more dense city, let's say we're in Houston, Texas or Manhattan, New York, then, yeah, it's going to be an even tighter circle. But if you're in more rural areas, then it can go even wider and rank even faster. So those are the the key variables we just kind of talk about in, in sales calls and explanation of SEO, how it works. So for him, so, go ahead. Go ahead. No, for him. I was going to say for him, Mr. Clean Water does water purification stuff. He had approached us six years ago and said, you know, I, I just want McAllen. I'd love to go further, but, you know, I'm based in McAllen. And so that address is how it works, right? You see the address in there in that picture. So that's where his his location of his Google My Business is located at. It's where the verification card showed up. And so we went after McAllen, which is 142,000 population. And then we, you know, we dominated it pretty quickly. And then there's a metro in that area around McAllen of about 1.2 million. So we started pushing it. So, all right, I think I can still reach your 15, 20 mile radius. But then it just kept going. So we said, well, we're not going to stop it. Let's just keep pushing this. So over time, then he started reaching all the way to some of these cities that I mean, to be honest, we weren't really even going after him. And for my clients, one of the things, again, you don't have to have the deepest pockets. He didn't pay for 20 to 30 of these cities. He was only paying for the one city and the surrounding cities around it. And and so technically, if you do the math, it's, it's since it's a flat rate every month, he's getting cheaper and cheaper leads the further and the wider this thing goes. Yeah. And so um, we came to you. This is what it looked like. Now, over time. This is what it became. How long does something like this take? Just kind of so in the primary city, again, the very the, the national average is six to twelve months. We've been we've had an average around three months. We've had some clients take off in thirty days. We just never guaranteed that. But his McAllen location took off. He was one of those. Was in like thirty to to forty days. It took off. And then it, to do the Metro took the full three months, but we were technically, we weren't even going after the Metro. It was, that was when the bonus started to happen. And then he's been a client of ours for six years. Uh, so it's just been pushing wider and wider, wider for the long time. Um, but there is a way to scale this and faster if somebody went, we just didn't do that. But one of the times, sometimes I have clients who are like, hey, I really do have a very big service area. We have a big team. We got multiple sales guys. How do we make this work beyond a 15 mile rate? They get discouraged when they hear that. Like, okay, 15 miles is not much. So what we do is to scale it faster is we say, all right, well, let's, we can launch a Google My Business in each one of those service areas and make the bubbles not overlap. So if you've got a really big wide area, I got some clients who are signed up for three, four, five locations. And now we're doing this type of work to go after all five locations. And, and now they're picking up that same traction they would have gotten in one city. Now they're seeing it, you know, five X. So that's how we can scale it. Gotcha. So if I understand that correctly, it's like picking up another address and then yep. getting your Google My Business established. Yep. And then, hey, I can do the same thing for that next yep. door. Like if I wanted to get South Padre, I'd get me an address out on South Padre and exactly. pick that area up. Exactly. I've got a client now that has a, a location in Austin, but then we just launched one in Hawaii. So now we're going after the, the island of Hawaii in Austin, Texas, because um, he does home automation systems. And so he's got some clients that had hired him in Hawaii. And he's like, you know what? I want to start flying to Hawaii more frequently and, and doing home automation stuff on the island. I was like, well, let's do it. So now we've been doing the 2X now, right? We actually took over the whole island of Hawaii within 30 days. That was one of our clients that took off. So that was pretty cool. 
Wow. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Now, is there any difference? Like we're talking about McAllen, Texas. That's not the, the name that comes up that people sure. all know. Sure. Um, but at, let's say, um, and there's various kinds of contractors that have uh, significant competition and market penetration in an area. Um, for example, uh, if we were going to take Houston, Texas, I'm going to assume there's a hell of a lot of um, air conditioning yep. Right, oh, yeah. air conditioning companies, and they're all battling for you know supremacy on SEO. Are they approaching it this way? Is this something different for them? Does it take longer? Like, what does that look like? It's the same process. There may be more of the elements involved. So, for instance, we're doing backlinks is a great example. Some some you know people are familiar with that. Backlink is something Google likes. It's when another website points at your website. You know, not all backlinks are created equal. You can't just have a bunch of stuff from China pointing at your stuff or it won't work. But, you know, having the right stuff in play can, can really help. So backlinks on a smaller city of 142,000, we may only do 50, 60. Whereas if we're in Houston, I may now do 2,500, right? So the method is the same, but the volume or the work that we put in may be double, triple to, to produce a better result in a bigger city with more competition. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up the backlink thing. Most people don't really understand what that is. They just, they know the term, they've heard it, but they don't know what it does. And there's, there's so many um, marketing companies that, that do that. They use the backlink thing to drive the SEO. But you mentioned like there was nuance there. I don't want people listening to miss it. There's a right way and a wrong way to go yeah, on. And, and Google knows what those are. They know yes. when they are fake versus when they're something that's actually um, yeah. applicable to the site that it's going to. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why it does cost money, right? It's the same thing in the contractor world, roofer, plumber, electrician, whatever your your thing is. If you hire the guy who has a hammer and a ladder in the back of the truck, likely he's going to put in the lowest quality material and labor possible. And he will, at the end of the day, say, I've completed the job, now pay me, right? So in our world, it's the same thing. Guys will say, well, for 200 bucks, I'll, I'll get you to the top of the map. Well, for 200 bucks, that that actually isn't even going to pay his bills. Like that's the, he, he doesn't even have enough money to, to, to really afford the quality stuff that he needs to get to accomplish a competitive market. So <clears throat> we've got to make sure that we're really using quality of stuff to produce quality results. That's pretty awesome. Um, so uh, this is super cool. I, I <laughs> just one more time real quick that hey, we went from this to this in a pretty short time span. It sounds like first month really hit well. I think considering our market would be what's going to determine a lot of that, how mm -hmm. fast it goes. Like if I'm in Dallas, it's going to take a little bit, right? But yeah. if I'm in Tyler, Texas, maybe I can just dominate right away. So consider oh, that as <clears throat> This approach. The other thing on here is I love the headline. What beating Home Advisor looks like. Now, yeah. Home Advisor, and there's a new one out there called Angie, uh, that is this big organization that is uh, creating lead opportunities for contractors, and it's a pay-to-play thing. Uh, yeah. you, you, to get those leads, costs you money. It costs you a pretty significant amount of money. Yeah. What they do is they go out and take that money that you're giving them and invest into ranking number one and being the yeah. number one ad on uh, Google's front page. But they're not just giving that lead to you. It's going yeah. to yeah, five other guys, right? I mean, it's it's crazy. And so, in order to 
to beat them, we have to pick an area that they can't really make a difference based on a monetary investment, right? Yes. So is that kind of the thought process and theory behind this approach? Yeah, if you Google right now, like your own industry, if you're a roofer, so go Google roofer. Odds are when you scroll underneath the map, you're gonna see Home Advisor right there, right? Or even put, you know, roof repair, whatever the, the keyword is, right? You're gonna find Home Advisor within somewhere in the top three, which is a great, if I own Home Advisor, that's what I'd be doing, right? I wanna rank the nation. I wanna do national rankings in every city for every service. And then they're gonna start pulling in leads that way. So what we wanna do is you're not gonna find them in the local map. So we're gonna outperform them in the local map. And, stay, and we can, sometimes we outperform it underneath the map, but the map produces the most volume of leads. <coughs> Excuse me. That's how, that's how we search for stuff. Even, even if yeah. I'm not necessarily gonna go into their office, like a roofing contractor, nine times out of 10, maybe 99 yeah. times out of 100, I'm not walking in their offices. Like if I did a search for a restaurant, like I've searched for a restaurant near me, I can see that, but Whenever I'm searching for a roofing contractor, I'm going to say, uh, you know, roofer in this city, and then it's going to come up on the map, and I'm going to see which ones are close to me. Yeah, and that's a comparative analysis that almost happens subconsciously. I yeah. see, that, but then I see the home advisor ad. I want the guys that are close to me. Mm -hmm. Home advisor ad is like, who are they? Right? It's yeah, just, and, it's, and it's the other section that has all the reviews. That's the other big piece about the map. Uh, I think that's why it does so well too. You, there are now there. Google's actually trying to put in those reviews and like Google Guarantee, all the paid stuff at the top. They're starting to do that a little bit, but right now, really, most people will go to the map because side by side, I know all three of these guys truly are local, and I can look at the reviews, and I can easily call or click on website side by side. So, so yeah. I'm doing my homework real quick. It's a great spot to do it. Yeah, it's really like thinking about how you buy, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm looking for something, I'm like. Hey, I need this, and it comes up on Google, and there's a map of them, and it's like, hey, what are their rankings? That's, I'm usually looking at that. Yeah, be about a four point four or better. That's usually yeah. what my personal criteria. Some people are four or better. Yeah. So we got two things you got to manage. We got to manage our reviews and get them up. We got to get our keywords right and get ranked on the map. Yeah, and uh, if you can get that uh, combination going with a good performing converting website. Um, you can do some killer things with leads. It's, it's incredible. I, again, going back to why I've enjoyed this industry is because we've seen the little guys who are just, I'm stepping into business for the first time. I barely have a, I have a budget this big. I'm trying my best to, to really feed my family with this new business or this young business and see them get to a place where they're like, I'm hiring my first staff. I'm hiring sales guys now. I'm hiring it's an incredible feeling to be like, we helped you achieve that. Like it was something they didn't know how to do or couldn't do. The other thing too is we will get a number of guys who will be like, well, you know, there's enough stuff on YouTube and the internet. I'm going to go, you know, try my hand at it. Two things tend to happen. Either you made a mess of it. Now it's more work for a guy like uh, our team to go in and fix. Or two, you just spun your wheels in mud the whole time. Like you've just not made any traction um, because it's, it, it's, not your, it's not your wheelhouse, right? And so what I tell them is like, you outsource to us so that you can put more of your time and energy into doing what you do. Like, so roofer, go, go do roofing, lead your roofing team. You don't need to be spending, you know, 10 hours in the, in the office on the computer, trying to dial in all this technical stuff. Like yeah. You're wasting time. Yeah. I want to own that responsibility. Somebody, if I'm small, it's me that owns the responsibility of, of communicating what I'm looking for, yeah. what I need and those type of things. 
Uh, if I'm bigger, I probably have a leader that's owning the marketing side of things. But that doesn't mean they got to go out and figure out how to do everything there is to do in marketing. Uh, leveraging a third party from a cost analysis, return on investment aspect of things, absolutely a wise thing to do. Josh, you've got a unique thing, right? This thing is unique. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this approach really like focused on the way you do is is sometimes a part of what people do. Yeah. And I always find like that thing like. Hey, we do SEO. We do everything under the sun, right? Like we do all. Yeah. Of it. But whenever you focus on something, you can be very, very successful with that particular thing. Yeah. It sounds like you are. Now, what helps the actual contractor be successful? Like you do your job, you get them ranking, and and they're starting to get these leads. What, what have you seen to, that's helped them be the most successful of your clients? Oh yeah, it, this is actually part of our conversation we have when we're talking about actually onboarding a new client is, do you have the the systems in place to successfully handle leads? Cause, uh, it, for some reason, some contractors will think, well, it's gonna be, you know, a couple leads here and there. And, you know, and, and maybe they're in a, in a market that it's gonna, you know, turn from a trickle into a, a steady flow. But sometimes, it, like I said, 30 days, all of a sudden they're shooting to the roof. Then they've, you know, had a 300% increase in call volume. So are you able to handle a 300% increase in call volume? Um, you know, it sounds like a dream, and, but it does happen in this, in this, this met, with this method, and some guys just aren't ready. And so having the right things in place to handle that is really helpful. And, and why we even have that conversation is because it's, it's not an upsell. For, we're not selling any more services, but um, it's, it, it's something that, you know, they have to have in place in order to um, keep us on board or they're going to get this place. We've had guys literally let us go because they couldn't handle the leads. And like, why would I keep paying you? I got too much. I got, I just had a custom home builder let us go because they are booked out for over a year. And he's like, I don't, you know, and I was like, well, you could scale. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't want to. I just kind of want to do one home at a time. And I was like, okay, well, that's your business. So, okay, good luck. Yeah, that, that's, that's a key question, right? That's why we exist is that, hey, there's some cool things out there and, and timing of those things is really yeah. important. Hey, I'm going to create a whole bunch of leads. Well, that's great. Do you have the sales yeah. people that you want? Do yep. you have the systems and processes, the crews that you're going to need to do the work? Now, can you train people up quickly to move into the position so that those leads can be handled? There's so many other factors in it um, that if you're not on top of that from a foundational side of your business, yeah. it can actually blow you up. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I see this happen a lot when in storm work, like somebody will have a storm and they'll go sign everybody on the summit. They don't have systems or processes to handle it. And uh, that's, that's really good. anything else. Well, and then that'll produce negative reviews too. Right. So then it's like all the money you've just invested now is getting negative reviews, getting you a bad reputation. And now you're, it's making it that much harder to, to grow your business. So that that's, yeah, definitely having that stuff in place. Um, the, the other piece I talk about a lot of times business owners is get your branding in, in place too. like make sure that as you're growing with lead flow, because that's really what this is, it's lead generation. But it is what does your company look like when they get there? So having a one star review, having a terrible looking website, having terrible branding, you know, I, I can't help you with that part once they come to your site unless you let us help you with that part. Um, but a lot of times if you're just kind of, you know, you are that guy with just a ladder in the back of the truck and you know, slap a sticker on the side like that, you know, to the average Joe's going to see that and go, I don't know who we're giving our money to. 
And so having good branding in place, which doesn't have to be, you know, the $20,000 ticket to, you know, get all that done. You don't have to do that. You can if you want. I've seen that, but, um, but you don't have to. There's enough technology out there, enough companies like ours and stuff that can, that can get you a really good look, really clean look, really modern look. Um, so that when people do start finding you, they start visiting you, they're just like, this company looks professional. Like, I, yeah, we want to work with these guys. And that's what also helps your name get around town, too. People are, are now referring, which is the greatest lead flow. So you can get people to refer you constantly right and left. Well, they already there's no barrier of entry with trust. It's now, a oh, you're a trusted name. My friend trusts you, so now, therefore I trust you. And then it's an easier sell. That's awesome. Josh, this has been a really good podcast. First off, you, you, you talk well, which is always no, good. Thanks, man. Um, and it seems like you really know um, your what you own, which is super yeah. cool. Like, and you're house. super passionate about it. I, like, um, I, I, I don't know if I could ever be really passionate about marketing. I enjoy it. I don't know if that's what trips my trigger. And it's cool that I, I would want people to work alongside of somebody that's passionate about helping others um, build their business through yeah. uh, generation. So, and I, and I like the uniqueness of this. So thanks a lot for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Hey, I'll, I'm going to let you go and uh, we'll wrap up this episode for everybody. And uh, thanks again. Hey, well, last thing, how does somebody get a hold of you? Um, we're going to be putting a link that you've given us in the show notes below. Yeah. Um, uh, this episode, wherever you see it, you know, if you're on one of the podcast uh, tools or you're on our website looking at the podcast, uh, we'll have it there. But is there a way that like they can call you or is it, is there a website? Yeah, we have. I, I always try to drive that traffic to the website, right? Same so stuff I'm preaching to you guys. <laughs> so yeah, go to our website, bluegoatmarketing.com. I know Jim, you're going to have it there. So click that link below. You can get a hold of us easily through that. Uh, we have multiple methods for you to get a hold of us. So easy Perfect. enough. And we'll make it as easy as possible because the link that we're talking about will be right in the show notes on this. Yeah. You can click on it. If And if somebody wants to talk to you, it doesn't cost money, right? Like they want to talk to you about No, free. Free, free. And, I, you know, even to my detriment, sometimes I'll give too much information. I'll say, <laughs> hey, you don't have to hire us. I just want you to succeed here. Go do this. This is my recommendation. And we are just having a phone call. If you sign up for a call, I'm actually going to do some homework before we even get on the call to show you just to save time and, and energy so we can look. Every once in a while, I get a guy who signs up for a call, and he's killing it already. And I tell him, I mean, if you want to hire us, great, but you're already killing it. I'm not going to try and steal you from your company. Good job for them. You know, do you do something, something like the screen share we did earlier? Like you go and do the research first and say, yep. hey, here's your square, and yep. this is what I think we can do with That's it? what I love to do. We, we pull those geogrids right off the gate with their company's location, their company's website, and so we can look beforehand. I'll send it over via email or text or whatever, and then we can jump on the call. And then it's a matter of let's discuss what I showed you instead of having to try and explain stuff over the phone. So everybody's on the same page. It's really easy. Perfect. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Josh, once again, man, thanks a lot. High fives. Great job today. Thank you. And uh, I think we might bring you back in the future, maybe talk a little bit about branding because I'm always do it on that side of things. I love it. Thanks a lot, Josh. Bye. All right, everybody. Uh, that was Josh, the owner of Blue Goat Marketing. Pretty cool uh, what he does and how he does it, the results that he gets. Um, I don't usually put a lot of marketers on what we do, uh, but this seems to be something we, I was actually uh, aware of some of the clients that he works with and uh, those results. It's worth at least checking out. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes down below. Now, 
he mentioned that, hey, there's other aspects of this that I got to have kind of in place. And from a marketing side of things, they can certainly help you with that. But when it comes to process, when it comes to training, when it comes to onboarding people, when it comes to actually selling the leads that you get, that's what we do great here at Contractor Coach Pro. And if you need help with those things because you're planning to grow your business and scale your business, reach out to here, us here at ContractorCoachPro.com. Check out what we do and how we do it. We are a holistic strategy coach where we work with you on 12 different aspects of your business that work together in sequence. As uh, we mentioned, like creating a bunch of leads is wonderful and awesome, but it can also create a lot of problems if you're not ready for it and blow things up. And we don't want that. And neither does Blue Goat and Josh. So check us out at ContractorCoachPro.com and a lot like him. Our first call is free. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, just click the talk to a coach button we will uh, have a short meeting with you to figure out, hey, what is it that we can help you with? And then we'll actually do a coaching call with you to help you with your business. If it's uh, something that's a good fit for you, great. If it's not, we hope that we have helped you that day with the things to help you get a little bit closer to some control of your business so it can grow and then you achieve what we're all after as entrepreneurs, a little freedom to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. That's what we help people do. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us here on Contractor Radio today, and we'll see you on our next episode. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.